WAJR AM and FM. This is the talk of the town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the talk of the town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Welcome into the program. Talk of the town with Dave and Sarah. Thank you for letting us be part of your morning. You can be part of the show at 800-765-TALK. 800-765-8255. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. You can also find us on Twitter at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Cliff Sutherland going to join us. Triple S Harley Davidson and on the Milam Park board as Montague County putting together a free community event for the 4th of July, social distancing included. We'll talk to Cliff Sutherland about that. We'll get the details. It was announced yesterday during the Montague County Commission meeting. Also, plenty of opportunities for your thoughts, phone calls, texts, tweets, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number, 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Lot to get to from the last 24 hours, including down in Harrison County. Harrison County commissioners, quite frankly, I think got this one wrong. Yesterday, considered a motion to remove the statue of Stonewall Jackson from the courthouse plaza. They're faced with that question. The Confederate general and all Confederate monuments are being reconsidered at this point as this, as the movement continues that started three, four weeks ago now. What do they mean? What was the intent? What does it say about the community? What does it say to other people in the community? Those are all questions we're all being faced with. The Harrison County Commission was faced with it yesterday. The commission voted 2-1 to reject the motion to remove the statue. I've never understood West Virginians seeming to want to cling to quote-unquote Southern heritage. Our state was formed by breaking away from Virginia. Remember folks living here in the hills? Didn't have a lot in common with those big plantation owners in other parts of the Commonwealth. And yes, I understand the story is more complicated than that, and we don't have the time to get into the details. But we broke away when we joined the Union. As a condition of becoming our own state, we joined the Union. Beyond that, though, The Stonewall Jackson statue was not erected in the days or weeks or months following the Civil War. It was erected some 90 years later by the Daughters of the Confederacy. Tells you a little bit about the intent behind the statue, I think. In 1954, with the Civil Rights Movement, Civil Rights gaining more traction, We're leading into the 1960s. Should tell you a little bit about the intent there, doesn't it? Says it to me because this is some 90 years after the fact. Now, we should not erase history. We shouldn't rewrite history or try to make it fit our ideals or thoughts today. We should teach history. We should pers- preserve history. We need to know where we have been and how we got to where we are today if we're ever going to figure out how to move forward. And part of that process is understanding history and understanding the different perspectives from history. 
And that's where Stonewall Jackson comes in because the perspective of Stonewall Jackson can, and any Confederate general, varies. But the fact of the matter is, he had a choice to be a general in the Union Army or to follow Virginia and fight for the Confederacy and fight to preserve an obsolete and, quite frankly, immoral way of life that considered people property. Should he be memorialized in front of the courthouse, the house that's supposed to be for all the people of the county? That's the question I ask myself. Not should we preserve history, teach history, and understand where we've been, because yes, you should do all of that. But does a statue need to be out in front of the Harrison County Courthouse or any courthouse or capital? Why do we do this with the Civil War and not other conflicts? History can be preserved. It can be taught. It should be. But the courthouse is for all of the people. And how can it serve its intended purpose if the figure outside the courthouse, memorialized in bronze, fought to preserve a way of life that was not equal for all of us? Sorry, Harrison County Commission, I think you got this one wrong. I think you got this one wrong. Your thoughts at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK-304 is the text line. You can also uh, find us on Twitter, at DaveWilsonMN is our Twitter handle. These are questions you have to evaluate as we move forward here. There's nothing, look, there's nothing wrong with preserving history and teaching history and understanding where you've been. But a bronze memorial statue in front of the courthouse plaza, especially as we are now in the middle of a movement to understand where the African-American community is coming from here. We're in the middle of this effort to try to learn, try to understand each other better. Is this the right message? Or are we sending a message at all? I'll throw it out there to you. But I go back to what was the intent of the statue in the first place. And building it in 1954, 90 years after the fact, I think it says something about the intent. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK-304. I've hogged the uh, first six minutes of the show without saying hello or good morning to my... uh, Highly esteemed Sarah Giosi. Good morning, Dave. My highly esteemed Sarah Giosi. I was going to say colleague, and then at the last second, I thought I should say your name instead. So that's where I went. Morning. Good morning. Sorry to go on that diatribe there. That's okay. But that's That's what I think. I think they got it wrong. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I (laughs) I um I had to rush over here, and I I we didn't get to have our normal pre-show meeting. So I need to gather more thoughts on this before I feel comfortable making a statement. Really? You don't want to jump out on that limb without <laughs> gathering your thoughts? Tell you what, let's for go For the ahead. most part, I don't disagree for what that's worth. Let's go ahead. How about we squeeze in an early break? Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. We'll discuss. We'll take your phone calls and text on this issue. Cliff Sutherland will join us at the bottom of the hour. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Should Stonewall stay or go? Your thoughts at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK-304 is the text line. 914, Dave and Sarah just underway.
Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Talking about Stonewall Jackson, talking about the statue in Clarksburg and the Harrison County Commission's 2-1 vote yesterday rejecting a motion to remove that statue. Sarah, have you, have you gathered your thoughts? My, the gist of my thoughts was this. They got it wrong, and they got it wrong because I the intent there – you, you build it 90 years after the Civil War. You build it in 1954. I believe there was intent. There, there was a statement trying to be made at the time. We can preserve history. We can teach it. We don't necessarily need a statue. And, and it, I don't mean to go into the diatribe again of a Confederate general who fought to preserve what I would consider an immoral way of life mm-hmm. where people were considered property. He fought to preserve that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that needs to be memorialized out front of what should be the people's house, the courthouse. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Your thoughts. No, no, no. I think that's good. And I'm glad you rehashed that for people so that then they have context for my statements. Because I think this particular case may even be, in my opinion, more cut and dry than others. But as a whole, um, we're seeing all across the country conversations about statues and defacing of statues. And and I think that the biggest thing that you hit on, and you've, you've said it a couple of times there, the buzzword for me is intent. And I do think it's difficult to do that homework and do that research and figure out what the intent is of a statue being put up. But frankly, you should know the intent of a statue that's been put up in your community. You should know the intent. You should be able to understand what that intent is. And I think that, again, it may seem a little bit more cut and dry for this specific instance because of our state's history and where our state sort of stands on all of this. But, um, It should be clear what the intent of a public sculpture is or a public statue or a public piece of art. Now, I say piece of art because that's what these are. And so in a lot of cases, whenever it comes to this idea of defacing or just immediately taking it down without exploring intent, that I also don't agree with. I don't think we need to have so many knee-jerk reactions right now. There needs to be consideration taken. You need to hear the voices of the people. And I agree 100% that if the intent seems pretty obviously uh, to not align with the values that we have, it should come down. In this case, I agree with you, Dave. I think it should come down. I do. And I know that that's not going to be a super popular opinion for a lot of people. I don't care. That's my opinion. Um, But I don't think that just every single statue should just start becoming defaced, obviously. And we even saw, and I think this blows my mind, especially in the year 2020, where everybody has a phone that has Google when we saw uh, the biggest one that comes to mind is the one that we talked about off air um, in Philadelphia. Matthias where, Baldwin? Yes, where a statue was was being defaced and some horrible things were being written on it. And nobody took the time to Google it beforehand and find out that they were defacing the statue of a predominant abolitionist. That to me is so frustrating do your homework first. And and I say this about every municipality in our listening area. We say this all the time. You've got to do your homework. You've got to do your due diligence. And I think action needs to be put in place. I get exhausted by just constant conversations and no steps being taken. But you also have to have a plan and have actually put some work into the homework. And again, in this case, maybe exploring the intent or 
I, I can't help but agree with you, Dave, on the fact that I think intent feels a little more obvious on this one. This one to me feels like less of a huge conversation needs to be had, but you need to hear both sides and you need to weigh both sides. And I think that is part of the job of the elected official is to be fair and to be equal and to be just. And that is not just people in law enforcement. That is not just people that are working in our actual justice system. That is anyone that is an elected official. And so it needs to be taken into careful consideration at the point that that happened and a vote happened and they did not vote to take it down. I agree with you. I, I think that that was a misstep in this particular case. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. Uh, let's see. Jackson Monument in Clarksburg was dedicated in 1953. All right, so I might have been a year off there. Uh, hey, Dave, I don't think we need statues anymore. What are your thoughts? 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. And I, and I think... You all know me well enough at this point. I don't put a lot of stock into inanimate objects. I don't... It, this is me personally. I don't put a lot... I'm a hard-to-offend type of person. But the truth of the matter here is... And and I thoroughly enjoy studying the history... Uh, studying's a strong word there, Sarah. I enjoy learning about the Civil War. And you can spend a lifetime trying to learn and understand the just one aspect of the war. One aspect as to why the South seceded. And there, there are a number of reasons. You can study the creation of West Virginia. You can study you know, any of these figures for, for a lifetime and never have a full grasp on it. But the fact of the matter is, yes, he was born in Clarksburg. Yes, he's a Harrison County native. He fought for a, do you call the Confederacy a country? Are they technically a country? He fought for the Confederacy. They left the United States. And I understand it was a different time and you're loyal to your state and so on and so forth. I get that. You don't need to give me the reasons. But he fought to preserve a way of life that considered people property. And economics. the statue being. It was about economics. Well, I mean, and, well, and you, you, you fought to preserve that way of life. And, and I get the economic side of it, but well, well, the, the economic is, structure was people or property. That's what I'm saying. The right. economic side being that the value of a person is a monetary value that that you could literally put a price tag on a human being. And, and, and I get it. Americans fought on both sides. Mm -hmm. I understand all of that. I've been to Gettysburg. I've been to Antietam. I've seen the mass Civil War graveyards, cemeteries. I've seen him. I've been there. It's a humbling experience. But to memorialize the leaders who tried to preserve that, is that something we need to be, is it something we should have ever done? I don't know. Is it something we need to do in 2020 as we're trying to better understand each other and move on from things that happened 150 years ago? We haven't got past yet. Now, does the conversation become different for you, Dave, if, so as you just said, so if it came up that somebody wanted to put that statue up right now, I think that would be an obvious no. And I think, <laughs> that, the, I think that that would be an, a very quick look now, and I'm going to consider that. But the fact that it's already there, and we're talking about taking something down, especially something that, that many are considering a piece of art, or does that change any of that for you? 
The fact that you're talking about the removal of something as opposed to adding something. I'm just, I'm just Does curious. it change? No. The fact that it's been there already. You're not talking about adding something. You're talking about taking something away. I, I think what you're taking away, mm, no, because I, I, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because intent point. is what it all comes it, down intent. to. Intent. Again, 90 years after the fact, Texter said it was 53. So early 1950s, that's when that statue was put up. And I'm asking, and I'm sure the official story is to memorialize, so on and so forth. But you don't think that sends a strong message to a, a black man in 1950 in Clarksburg? You don't think that sends a strong message? You don't think it sends a strong message now? And, and maybe people walk by it and they'll give it a second thought. But maybe they don't. <sighs> Let's see. Text, a couple of texts coming in the show. 304 Talk 304. We're going to move on here, bottom of the hour. Dave, while I do not agree with the far left on erasing history, I will say this. I think removing certain statues or the Confederate flag from government facilities is good. However, I think they should remain in places like museums and be taught in schools. Exactly what I said. Yep, 100%. Because you need to understand. You need to understand all these conflicts through time. I, I know we spend, what, six chapters on Civil War in American history, and you move on to the next thing. But you need to understand why these things have happened. And I think that their point of Confederate flags and statues is on government property, on property of the people as a whole. I, I just, yeah. We're not talking about this being in someone's backyard. Even then, I, I would question those the intent there. But uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this being on public taxpayer property. Let's get to a couple of more texts. Clap emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. Well said, Sarah and Dave. If we don't know what the intent was for a statue in our community, then why is it still there? Taking a statue down does not erase history. Uh, I'll get to Bird later. I'll get back to your text. Move the statue to Jackson's Mill. Don't destroy it. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Look, I'm not even advocating for destroying it. Yeah, but it it has its place to understand who Jackson was as a as a Civil War figure as a Confederate general, and I understand his role in that. that I don't think you were taught. suggesting you need burning. To have it, <laughs> do you need to have it at the courthouse square? Right. I just don't think so. Right. Not in today's world. There are lots of options for what could be done with it, and that could actually be a really wonderful thing. Um, but no, I agree. 800-765-TALK. That's the phone number, 800-765-8255. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Uh reading through the text And again, here. I just think eh, it, it is so there. important <laughs> to have these conversations about not just this is how we've always done it, but why we do things. And if you don't know the intent behind a publicly displayed statue, I think that's important to know. And, and look, I'm not saying and there document. is a is a, a, a document somewhere that says this is what no, we're trying to do. I know that. I'm saying use context clues. When the Daughters of the Confederacy in 1953, mm-hmm. use context clues, guys. 304-TALK, 304 is the text line, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. Uh, Mary, I will get to your call on the other side of the news break. Then we're going to move on to uh, 4th of July coming up on an unrelated note. Close enough. There's a celebration happening in (laughs) Montague County, and it's going to be free. You want to hear about it. That's coming up, bottom of the hour. Your calls, texts, and tweets, welcome as well. 800-765-TALK. 800-765-8255-304-TALK-304. Right now it's 9.30. Let's get a news update. Metro News Anchor Desk. Find out what's happening all across West Virginia.
Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere on WAJR.com. Hey, 800-765-TALK is the phone number. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. We'll get to some calls and texts. Going to talk about a 4th of July celebration coming up in Monongalia County. Uh, well, on the 4th of July. Let's <laughs> try to think when the date was there. Of course it's going to be on the 4th of July. We'll talk about it in a moment. But first, we're talking about uh, the decision in Clarksburg, the decision by the Harrison County Commission to uh, not remove the Stonewall Jackson statue in front of the county courthouse. Penny in Morgantown would like to weigh in. Good morning, Penny. Hi. Uh, We're talking about historic context. Historic context. 53 was when the Supreme Court um, rejected separate but equal and um, demanded that peop- that schools be integrated. And if you think in terms of the context and the further marginalizing of of a part of our citizenry, the, the, the otters of the Confederacy probably were motivated to let people know who was in charge. That, that's a good point, Penny. Uh, I had forgotten about that as I was circling through my mind there. That, uh, I, I think you bring up a good point. Context clues, as I said before mm-hmm. the break. Context yeah. clues. Penny, I always appreciate it when you call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Let me get to a couple of texts, then we'll visit with Cliff Cliff Sutherland. Uh, Dave and Sarah, 304-TALK-304. I think there are more important issues we need to be concentrating on in the city of Clarksburg, such as the addiction issue, homelessness, the economy. If we focus on these issues rather than the statue... uh, um, Uh, it would be a much better place. Uh, yes, there are important issues to focus on. Uh, don't disagree with you a bit, but this is an issue happening right now. Uh, one more text, 304 Talk 304. I don't think the Harrison County Commission gave this subject enough time for discussion. This was a knee-jerk reaction to current events, and voting on it this early just seemed like it happened way too fast. I'd have been okay with more. I'm all... I, I get it. We we like to rip on government for taking all the time, Sarah, and studying and having commissions. I'd be okay with more discussion, but you had 50 people show up. Well, you know, I think it was mostly virtual yesterday, but you had 50 people speak out yesterday. Um, kudos to the—I said kudos again. I didn't want to say that today. At least they addressed the issue. I just—I think they got it wrong on this one. We'll get back to more of your calls and texts coming up. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Yesterday, during the Montague County Commission meeting, which, quite frankly, they're usually uh, boring. Uh, that's what happens when you have a, <laughs> a governmental body that uh, is effective and efficient. But yesterday, a little news coming out of the commission meeting. Cliff Sutherland, who is the owner of Triple S Harley-Davidson and uh, sits on the Milan Park board, announced a 4th of July celebration that will be free to the community and will be um, including social distancing. Let me put it that way. To explain is Cliff Sutherland. Good morning, Cliff. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Tell us what's going to be happening on uh, 4th of July in Montegalia County. Well, first of all, you are correct. I want to stress social distancing. <laughs> we, we, we have worked uh, with the uh, health department to, uh, and submitted uh, plans that uh, are very conservative and making sure that the social distancing is taking place. But what's going on is baseball, Davidson Brothers Band, family outdoor movie, and fireworks. 
So where where is all this going to be happening? It is going to be <laughs> happening at 7.30 on uh, July 4th. The Davidson brothers will be playing at Triple S Harley-Davidson. Uh, that location was chosen because uh, of obviously the stage, but the easiest place to control social distancing and traffic. Um, and Pikewood Creative and WKKW have uh, joined, and they are going to live stream that concert to the new scoreboard, uh, the LED, at the new track and field complex. And families will be able to go in there, and there will be areas marked uh, for each family for social distancing to be able to bring their blankets or chairs and uh, picnic or whatever they want to do. And I will tell you, that sound system is tremendous on that scoreboard. And be able to watch the Davidson brothers play and enjoy their family atmosphere. And at the same time, in the new county pavilion, which people have to see, it, it truly is unbelievable the foresight they had to uh, build that complex. The quality of life uh, events that can happen there are amazing. But Bow Park is coming, and we're going to, uh, using their screen and projector, and again, social distancing, are going to play a family movie. I believe that uh, that announcement will come early next week, what that movie is. And that will start at 7.30. And then at 9.45, give or take a couple of minutes, fireworks will take place from the upper baseball fields. Um, the elevation is above the elevations for, um, for instance, Triple S and the town center, West Ridge, and um, uh, the business park across the street, which... Uh, the Business Owner Association, uh, we have yet to work with them, but are on what parking may or may not be available over there. And the idea is to spread everybody out and to be able to see it. And at the same time, um, WVU is going to be working with um, Pikewood Creative, and the fireworks are going to be live streamed. And we are streaming that to the video board at the track, uh, although that's obviously not needed because they're there. But this will be video streamed and anybody can watch it and get online and be able to participate. And why that's so important is there are a lot of people who have issues uh, that are challenges uh, to, to get COVID and can actually be at home and watch the festivities um, in their own home and feel like they're part of the 4th of July. So help me as, okay, I'm here I am, a mother of two, and I'm thinking, wow, this sounds amazing, but I have to figure out all of the the family logistics around it. So would we come, you said that it's at 730, so when do the, for lack of a better term, doors open, when could I start to get my family there and set up? Good question. I wish I had the right answer. Um, That's okay. We can find out and tell everybody later. Yeah, there'll be a press release early next week for a meeting. I would assume that's going to be around 5, 5.30. Um, again, 
we want to start early to be able to um, handle traffic. And and I might add, there one of the things that um, has been wonderful about this experience is that not only has the county commission committed, Bopark is committed, Granville's committed, Star City's committed, and Westover's committed. And when I say committed, they're supplying fire trucks. They're supplying uh, for the fireworks, for instance. They're supplying EMS. They're supplying uh, police. Even the sheriff's department is taking care of traffic at Milan Park. Westover's taking care of at the intersection of Chaplin Hill and Gateway, which is extremely important after the event. And um, uh, Granville is taking care of traffic uh, in the town center. And then um, Star City is helping with EMS and fire trucks. So uh, the buy-in from all the municipalities and the county commission uh, is exciting. But we're still working on some of the logistics. This just has happened within uh, less than two weeks. Sure. So how much would it cost my family to go? Unless you're buying a water or something, nothing. Okay. And in regards to buying a water or something, um, you mentioned maybe having a picnic or something like that. So is this open? You could bring your own food and drinks, or is that something you guys still are working out? Well, we're still working out, but that's the hope. Uh, But there should be, uh, we're working on some food vendors. Of course, Milan Park has uh, one there. Um, and, um, you know, we're trying to get something at, uh, triple S and I, I want to add that triple S will not be open during this event, uh, for social distancing reasons. It would be very difficult to control that. Um, and, and social distancing wise, how it would look is you would come in, there would be specific areas that you would set your family up so that you're away from everybody else. I'm assuming at least six feet away. Are you encouraging people to wear masks? Are there any other guidelines you would want people to plan for or follow? Those will be released. Uh, and each one of those plans uh, are different. For instance, there's the food vendors have their own um that they have to follow. Uh, so we're, we are still working on that. But again, yes, we will be spreading people out. As far as fireworks, people will be in their own cars uh, to be able to watch the fireworks. And even at the movie theater, there's plans to social distance there. And people will be encouraged to bring their own chairs to watch the movie. Cliff Sutherland, he owns Triple S Harley-Davidson. He's also on the Milan Park uh, board. Hey, Cliff, nice job. Everybody involved coming together to make this event happen. And uh, once the fine details are worked out, come back on the show. We'll let everybody know, and it'll be a heck of a 4th of July celebration. Well, we'll do that next week early. And I just want to add one thing that I think is very important, that we are going to be accepting donations online and at the locations for the Pantry Plus More. Oh, cool. Good deal. And that will be forthcoming also. And I can't tell you, besides Triple S, WKKW, and Pikewood and municipalities in the county, uh, Milan Park's not charging anything. BFS Foods is sponsoring, United Bank, MPE, uh, Glenmark, uh, the Black Bears. Um, I, it, it's just a community event. Everybody rowing the boat the same direction. That's a, it's a nice it. change of pace, oh, Cliff. Love we it. love it. Hey, Cliff Sutherland, thank you very much for the time this morning. We'll check in again uh, maybe thank next you. week. All right, buddy. All right, thank you.
Cliff Sutherland there with uh, Triple S and the Milan Park Board. More of your phone calls and text. I got a bunch of them to get through. A couple of people waiting on hold. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Stonewall Jackson, his statue, and the Harrison County Courthouse Plaza. We'll continue that discussion next. You're listening to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. All right, got a bunch of texts. We'll try to get to as many of those as we can before we have to clear the way. Uh, first, to the phones, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Doug has been patiently waiting, and you're on uh, Talk of the Town. Morning, Doug. Morning. Hey, buddy. Hey, I wanted to call in uh, about the statue issue. Sure. I've been a student of Stonewall Jackson for quite a while. Uh, I've got so much to say, but I'll try to limit it, limit it, limit my speaking just to the slaves that's on his roster. Mm-hmm. He was a deacon in the uh, Presbyterian Church at Lexington. He started a black Sunday school there that met on 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoons. He would lock the door and teach the slaves to read in violation of, of state law to uh, be able to read the Bible. Through that organization, he met the first slave that he purchased, Albert. Albert approached him and asked him to be purchased so that Major Jackson would allow him to work for wages to buy his freedom. That looks like a loan to help free somebody. The second slave on his roster was Amy, again, a student of the Black Sunday School class. She came to the Major Jackson and asked to be purchased because she was going to be sold for her owner's debt, and she was afraid she wouldn't be in a Christian home. The next three slaves was Hetty and two teenage sons, George and Cyrus, that his second wife's father gave to, to his daughter during the pregnancy uh, that was not going too well. And the last slave on his roster was little Emma, a four-year-old girl that we would now uh, label as a special ed child. And the widow was afraid that the, the child would be abused. All of these slaves became members of the Presbyterian Church and were baptized, and at that time, Stonewall Jackson considered them family. When the slave balcony was uh, erected at the Presbyterian Church, a deacon came to Major Jackson, who was also a deacon, and said, Major, do you not want your servants to sit in the balcony? He said, my family will sit with me. Uh, it's not that we can ever condone slavery, but in studying history, instead of eliminating it, we need to augment it. Let's find a statue of one of our Tuskegee Airmen or Frederick Douglass to place there at Clarksburg and put a plaque explaining the issues on both sides. Doug, I'm up, I'm up against the clock here, buddy, but I very much appreciate the call. We're back after this. Now back to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Let me get through a couple of texts here before we uh, get ready for Talk Line. Oh, boy, that's a long one. Oh, that is a really long one. Should have read that one first. All right, let me move on. Uh, proud of you, Dave. Even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every so often, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the KKK had influence of politicians at the time. Sure they did. Sure they did. Is it that bad? <laughs> uh, 304 Talk 304. Family question mark. Jackson owned them. Uh, referring to the caller there uh, just a moment ago. Also, in reference to the caller, 
Hey, Dave and Sarah. Doug, the caller is right, and you, Dave, are right. Oh, well, let's continue here. I think the people of Harrison County need a plaque in front of the statue explaining why we chose to keep the statue. Hmm. Uh, that one's not for us. That one's for somebody else. All right, this really, I've got a minute and a half here. There's no way I'm going to get through this entire text. I will read it, I promise you. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, yeah. let me get through it, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. It's a really long text, <laughs> and I'm out of time. All right, that's going to do it for uh, Talk of the Town this morning. If you missed the show, we'll have it for you on demand a little bit later in the day because, well, I'm busy for the next two hours. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have that post for you on demand at WAJR.com tomorrow, Sarah. It is. Anything goes. Friday. I we'll talk. Because this week is, geez. Is it going quickly is it or is it tomorrow? slow? It's quickly? Quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not for you, but yeah, for it's me. It's been interesting. Uh, anyway, it's the show where we talk about anything you want to talk about. We'll do it tomorrow on the show. Open lines the whole way. We'll uh, continue this and we'll probably get to this text message as well. Um, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting take on the whole situation. That's all the time. Talk to you in a bit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.